0: Welcome to the Golden Road Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few likes along the way. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast Connor. This week, we're discussing whether the new plans to try and restrict access to loot boxes will impact Pokemon Go, as well as upcoming distribution events in Scarlet and Violet. And in our Devil's Advocate section, we'll be arguing whether Legends Arceus should be a one and done game or whether we should have an ongoing Legends franchise as always you can jump to a topic using the timestamps in the description below which i believe we're on youtube last last week right
1: uh, they were set, they were definitely sent to me so if, uh, if they weren't there that's, <laughs> they oh, that's 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 my fault
0: yeah <laughs> i can take none of the blame so if anyone no one's no one's commented on it on, on they, YouTube, definitely did. So, uh, <laughs> they, they definitely did, did. oh I, yeah. I missed that oh okay in <laughs> the last week <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, yeah i got oh, called dear. out for it i feel really bad <laughs> Ooh, this this guy. I tell you what, for punishment for that, Connor, you can do the Pokemon guessing game
1: next week. Oh, uh, that's fair enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's... That, I mean, that you, helps me out. I don't think it helps
1: out the audience. But you, you'll, you'll have to know. remind me, though, because <laughs> we'll I, it, always gets, it always gets to the day of, and it's like, hey, you did the thing, right? Nope. No, <laughs> no. Well, I hope you're going to
0: enjoy the, the, uh, the three Pokemon that I've chosen, because what's been quite nice about it, actually, is that typically when we were watching the anime... I'd always select Pokemon from the anime, but Mm -hmm. I I have had those, you know, those shackles lifted off me. I can choose whatever three Pokemon I want. So I hope that I have chosen three that you just don't know anything about or know very little about. And therefore I can, you know, get three out of three. I say I can get three out of three. You can get zero out of three this week. Yeah, that's the one. So hopefully
1: you've picked no ghost types or anything this week.
0: No, I haven't picked ghost types. Oh. Why, why would you... Oh, because, oh, yeah, okay, right. I know why, I know why. I don't know if people know why. Can we tell yeah, people why? Yeah, we spoke why? about
1: it. I, yeah, but- it, was, it was a research project. I've read pretty much every ghost type entry.
0: Okay, right. Well, I almost picked Rotom, so now I'm glad that I didn't. <laughs> I'm glad that I didn't. Let's move on to the first piece of very light news. We have to, some distribution events coming up in Scarlet and Violet in the next couple of weeks. Very limited on details at the moment because, while well, as of recording this, they have yet to happen, and we haven't really had any information uh, come out about it. So we've got Shiny grimmsnarl coming up through a limited time Code. Uh, the, the code is going to be distributed through a uh, special Pokemon World Championships website. Uh, you'll be able to start looking for the code on July the 28th. Obviously, once that is being found, it will be shared on every social media platform in existence. So you won't need to worry about missing out or even finding the code, I'd, I'd imagine. Uh, and then the other distribution event is a code for a Pokemon will be given away during tomorrow's anime episode so yesterday's episode as of when this comes out right
1: no i believe that tweet was from today so it's tomorrow is okay. in friday the day of release of this podcast
0: oh there we go and we don't know anything about this pokemon but you have a guess don't you
1: so it's it's not my guess i can't take full uh, credit for it um this is based off something that sarah b joe has said because a lot of people were questioning whether it was going to be Mew, because obviously we have the leaks of the Mew and Mewtwo raid coming up. We have theorized that they're going to give us a Mew, so people are like, is it going to be Mew? The problem is, because it's tied to the anime, unless Mew randomly shows up in the episode, it doesn't make much sense for this one to be Mew. So what we do know about tomorrow's episode of the anime is that we're going to finally see Freed uh, use terrestrialization we assume he's going to rap to terrestrialize his charizard and we assume his charizard is going to be a dark type the reason being that we have seen terra dark charizard be promoted kind of all over the place at the moment it's it's the face card of the next pokemon uh, tcg set coming out i forget what it's called off the top of my head but dark dark terra type charizard is very much the push card for that um so if Freed is going to terrestrialize. It's such a horrible word. I hate it so much. If Freed is going to terrestrialize his Charizard, it's likely going to be into a dark type. Therefore, we may see dark type Charizard sent to us tomorrow.
0: I'm looking forward to seeing how they handle the terrestrialization in the anime because in the games, the hats work because they don't move around a lot
1: okay i see what you're saying
0: the anime is very different they're not the the characters the the pokemon don't stand there they are typically especially because if you're terrestrializing you're in the middle of a battle and they'll be moving around a lot i'm just wondering how the how that is going to work whether or not they'll do something slightly different in the anime or whether or not you know you get the charizard then you get the whatever the hat element is and Mm. just wondering how it's going to to look i'm really looking forward to watching this new anime I've yeah, heard a lot of...
1: I've heard good things about it. I yeah. like, watched the first three episodes or so and oh, that's have it for me. I haven't watched the rest of it yet. Um, I did see the images of the shiny Rayquaza that comes out of uh, Roy's Ball, which is supposed to hold all these ancient mythical Pokemon and stuff like that, and he's got a shiny Rayquaza in there that came out, and that was all crystalline, as if it was terrestrialized, but didn't have a hat. Oh, So... Whether it's a case of they terrestrialize, get the hat, and then the hat disappears, and they just stay all crystallized? Mm. I don't know. We're, we're going to have to see. Gonna this, have was to gonna, see.
0: this was going to be my thought of whether or not the terrestrialization in the anime, they 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 kind of change it from the games where they don't get the hat. Like, they just terrestrialize, and they, their color almost shifts, mm. and it's just an easier way to manage that. But I guess we'll find out when, when this... Uh, when this happens in the anime, Connor is looking like he's researching at the moment. No, I'm just,
1: some... I'm trying to see if there's any images or anything of it showing up already, but it does not appear to be no. the case.
0: So it looks like tomorrow is going to be the first time we're seeing terrestrialization in the anime. Yeah. Shall we, shall we oh, move on to the next no, bit? The oh, no, he's found some.
1: Of it. They did the widow. Oh, uh, did... in the gym? Yeah. And he did oh. indeed have the hat. Okay. Oh, he
0: did. Okay, so we're all getting the hats. Interesting.
1: Mm, there you go, then.
0: Let's move on to the big piece of news this week. Could we see changes to Pokemon Go and other games following new loot box rules introduced in the UK? Now, I'm going to talk for a bit here, Connor, because I need to explain a few things around how this all works. So, the UK games industry has unveiled plans to try and restrict access to loot boxes Following nearly twelve months of discussions to decide on rules. Now, I need to just preface this: this is these aren't ru- these aren't laws; these are rules. Okay. So basically, this follows a working group by the Department for Culture, Media and Sport. Um, and how does this basically work? So let's say loads of people or loads of um, uh, groups come together and start to harass the government by basically going, this is an issue. We need something done about it. The government will then say to whatever that relevant industry body is, so in this one, it's it's uh, games, but it might be gambling, for example. It's it, They basically just pull together a group of companies and then go, we're getting pestered by this. You need to address it and make up some rules and abide by the rules. And if you don't, well, we'll have to escalate it and make it into Law. So in an ideal world, what this basically means is this group comes together, sets out a a bunch of rules and gaming companies get the chance to self-regulate before the government has to step in and go, well, you haven't done it and therefore we are now deciding on these laws and we're going to implement them. So that's basically what's happened is this this uh, group which is called I had it written down it's U K I E so I don't know what that stands for UK and annoyingly the one day that I'm doing research on this the website is down so Connor is typing away see if it's the website UK
1: off. interactive entertainment
0: there we go and this is a, a a group of companies that come together to decide, okay, we think these are what the rules should be. Uh, just a little note here that Nintendo, Google, Sony, and Microsoft are members of uh, Yuki. I'm just going to call it Yuki. Yeah, call it Yuki. Uh, Yuki. Strangely, Niantic is not... Which doesn't surprise me. Nantic is a smaller company compared to Microsoft, Sony, Google, and Nintendo. So they pulled together a list of 11 recommendations. I'm not going to go through every single one of these recommendations on here because we would be here all day. But there's a few ones I just want to pull out. Um, So... What is a what is a loot box? So the definition they've given it is a loot box. Loot box means a video game mechanic that provides random in-game virtual items to players in exchange for real-world money or in-game virtual currency. Okay, the document does uh, this. This document, so the eleven things that they pull together, does not apply to a loot box that is purely earned through gameplay. So the question becomes: How does this affect Pokemon Go, if at all? Because it does have some, it does have some loot box mechanics, but you, they are hidden. It's not like other games where it's like, oh, this is—it's pretty obvious that it's a loot box. So what it is in this game is the um, egg incubators, because you don't know what is in the egg. And how do you get the egg incubators? You either get it via in-game currency or by spending money. So technically, that is how it applies to Pokemon Go. And you could even stretch that even further by saying, well, what about the shiny odds as well? Or do we have to now start saying what the shiny odds are? So there's a lot going on here that isn't completely clear with these 11 recommendations still because I think they've tried to be quite broad in what a loot box is and the definition of what it is and ultimately I think what is going to happen is we're probably I think what we're probably going to see is a load of companies just look at this and go yeah we're not we're not budging. We're not doing anything on it. And the only reason I'm saying that is that uh, n- the Netherlands and Belgium have, have implemented similar rules in 2018 and nothing has really happened to Niantic and Pokemon Go over there. It doesn't change the game in any way, uh, but I know that it has changed other games. I just can't remember what they are off the top of my head. So I guess my question to you, Connie, is do you think this is going to change anything?
1: So I just want to clarify first and foremost, just talking about shiny odds. Uh, Why would that matter? It's not so much the shiny odds of random Pokemon. It's more raid events. It's raid events that you have to pay for. So if you're paying to get into a raid event, then we want to know the shiny odds. To me, so clarification of where I'm coming from on this one. My first job was in an arcade. Um, that's That's where I worked for two, three years. And I had to be versed in gambling laws. I had to know them. That was that was part of my job. And what I learned there and then was a case of what separates uh, things from under-18s and over-18s is how much money you can win. So you can have an under-18s uh, slot machine, but it will usually pay out tickets. Because tickets is how they get around a lot of gambling laws and arcades and things like that. Because tickets aren't actual money, so you're you're winning a prize rather than money. Um that's why the most you'll ever see is those 10p machines. So the 10p pusher machines. That's kind yeah. of as high as you're allowed to go without it being over 18. Once you start paying out more money, it becomes over 18. Um so that's why they've kind of got away with it up till now because there's no fixed value on any of these items. Now there is a whole black market when it comes to a lot of loot box stuff. We've all, well, I don't know if you we've all heard but you know how like you can win stuff in boxes and then sell it on Steam and things like that. Yeah. So there is actual value to these things um outside of just what it means to me. But as far as gambling's concerned, they kind of are just prizes, so they skirt that line. I don't want loot boxes to be an 18-plus thing. I'm not a fan of them as a game mechanic, as a money-making system. I think they're quite predatory, much in the same way as I think gambling is predatory anyway. But if you're going to... If it's going to have to be a thing, and it is because it makes loads of money and nobody's going to allow us to take it away now because it's too ingrained, we need to regulate it. And the easiest way to regulate it is what they're suggesting here, which is I want to know the odds. Yeah. Because if you walk into any arcade, uh, any casino, on that machine, whatever machine you decide to play, on that machine somewhere must state the minimum odds.
0: Not the odds really? that it's set
1: to, but the minimum odds. And I would know that. A, and a... Uh, independent body will go around and will check casinos and will check arcades and will open up the machine and check the box uh, that regulates it and say no, your odds are set too low or like you're you're not you're not reaching your minimums. Whether it's the case of it pays out twenty percent at the time, it pays out two percent at the time. It must say somewhere on that machine the minimum payout so that you know what you're what you're doing. So you know if I put hundred pound into this. 2% of the time I will get payback. That has to be available. And I don't think that's too much to ask for loot boxes. You know, especially considering that it's 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 not a skill game. It's it's not like, again, I, I used to have to argue this point a lot working in arcade. People were like, oh, this is all this is cheating, this is this, this is this. And I've explained crane games to you before as well, haven't I? Mm. The fact that it's gambling to a point and then it's a skill game yeah um there's no skill element in this it's it's just a case of you get what you're given so i don't think and the thing is people already go out of their way to break down the odds i've seen it in i i'd actually argue this should be in tcg as well people will break down what the pull rates are for certain cards
0: Well, I remember that for Sword and Shield because I was trying to find out the rate of the gold cards. Mm -hmm. And then you would have people on Reddit literally pooling, okay, I've gone out and I've bought 20 packs. I've gone out and bought one of the big boxes. I've gone out. Let's collate all that data together to give us a rough estimation on what the odds are, which is as accurate as you can probably get outside of a company actually coming out with the factual these are
1: the rates, which I'm I'm with you. They
0: should tell you,
1: yeah, and I, and I think they should because there will be people. I mean, we all wanted we all wanted Charizard back in the day. We all wanted our shiny Charizard. If if we knew that the chances of getting one were one in nine hundred and sixty four or whatever the case may be, that doesn't mean people won't go looking for them. But it might mean that my parents turned around and went, "No, yeah, no, no, I'm not spending money on it. Looking for that, it's not happening." Because people just don't understand. And this is the other thing that this new regulation wants to bring in is make it far easier for people to, um, you know, not, not keep it to over 18s, but make it so that if you're under 18, you must have the permission of someone who is over 18 in order to purchase. Which is already something that started to be implemented across lots of these games anyway, but they're like, no, this needs to be front and center. It needs to be... The first thing they come across: Are you eighteen years old? No, go get someone who is, because it's real money. And yeah. I, I'm sorry, but kids are stupid. Yeah, <laughs> they, 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 they are. They are. And and I, and, and, I, and I'm not even going to just throw it out to kids. You know, I, I'm going to roll back the stupid part when I say this. But you know, there are other people who suffer from gambling. There yeah. are people who are sort of neurodivergent and things like that who just don't quite understand the ramifications of what they're doing. yeah. But if you put a number in front of them and go, no, 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 you, you, don't, the, you don't get to just pull this all the time. You have a 1 in 900 chance of getting that Pokemon you're looking for. It's like, oh, okay, maybe not. Maybe, it's, maybe it's, I won't do it. It's, the, it's
0: funny that you say that, actually, because my daughter's the exact same, and I remember when she was younger. So, uh, And I can't believe I'm talking about this on a Pokemon podcast, but have you ever heard of LOL dolls? Yes. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, it's basically a doll with several accessories and you don't know which doll you are getting until you've already opened it, at which point it's too late. So, which is all well and good when you buy them that first doll and, it, and there's like uh, 18 to choose from. Well, I say to choose from, there's 18 that you can potentially get and you get that first one and it's like, well, it's fine because you are, you are getting a new one no matter what. But then the second time you get it, suddenly there's a 1 in 18 chance that you're getting the exact same doll and you have, for all intents and purposes, blown £10 because the kid isn't going to want to play with a duplicate. They're going to want something new and something shiny. And then, obviously, the, the higher up you get, the, the more likely you are going to be getting something that has a decreased value. And... The reason I'm bringing this point up is that, yeah, ch- ch- children are stupid. <laughs> but a lot of the time... It's said with love. It's said <laughs> with love. But a lot of the time it's because they don't understand. If you yeah. try to explain maths to a child, they're just you're just going to glaze over and they're not going to understand, oh, well, this costs £10. Oh, you've got a 1 in 18 chance of getting the same one. They, they won't understand it. And this is why we've got this... We've arrived at the, this issue of loot boxes of... You know, oh, mum, dad, can I just have £10 for for Xbox? Can I get, get £10, £15 Xbox gift card this month? And you know, every month you've got those parents, oh yeah, okay, keeps them on the Xbox, keeps them out of trouble. But if you told those parents, oh yeah, they're basically gambling that away and some of that money they are getting things that they've already got that they don't need, that they don't use... I can guarantee a lot more parents will be taking notice of this. I think that the reason it slipped under the radar for so long is because so many parents are just out of the loop on it. They don't fully understand it because the the methods behind loot boxes have been so obtuse and hidden away and there's a reason why all these loot boxes do the same thing of, you know, it's the thing slams down. It's all glowing. It blows open. It's like you hear some angelic music and and glowing going on. There's a reason why, because it gives you that hit of, this is amazing. This is shiny. This is new. I'm pretty sure if they weren't like that, you'd still get people, people gambling with them, but they'd be a lot less intrusive. And I think people wouldn't care about them as much. But we've, I mean, ra-
1: we've again we, we, we understand uh, the psychology behind gambling mm. really well and it's used against us I mean again slot machines they don't need to make that chung 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 brrrr. like they don't need to pay out in coins they do it because it gives you that rush you hear they do it, it all... because here all clinking yeah. up across the bottom is what well, oh that's that's it that's that's that good stuff yeah
0: it's infuriating that we've gotten to this this point it, it, it is because it's this is the Skyrim DLC all over... Not Skyrim, the um, Elder Scrolls DLC all over again where someone implements something in the gaming landscape and then all the companies look at it and go, we can make a shed load of money off this. And it's exactly the same with loot boxes and it's gone to the point where they've had so long to self-regulate re- and, now, and now somebody needs to step in to go... Listen, you've pushed it too far. Let's figure out if there is a middle ground. Because I, I I believe there is potentially a middle ground, but I don't think gaming companies are going to be happy with it. And I think, unfortunately, what is going to happen with this is that I think these, these, these regulations are going to come in. I think a load of gaming companies are just going to ignore it. And then at some point the government's gonna to have to step in and go, Right, okay, well you had a chance, now we're gonna to have to make this a law.
1: We yeah, the- we're just gonna point blank say loot boxes is gambling and therefore fall under gambling laws.
0: Yeah. So your because, game that-
1: Because Pokemon's not of is not like new to this. Let's not forget that they had to take the slot machines out of Kanto because of gambling laws in the in Europe in the UK. Yeah. Like this is not the first time they've been hit with this and No. You know, I I will say I don't think Pokemon Go or Pokemon in general is the worst culprit of these.
0: Agreed? No, I I completely agree.
1: EA are infinitely worse in many many ways.
0: Well, you only have to look at fully enough. It came up on my newsfeed this week about uh, when um, someone posted on Reddit about they bought Battlefront two and that they couldn't play as Darth Vader because they had to basically either invest a shed load of hours or 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 some money to get into the loot box, and then the comment by EA responding to it became the most downvoted comment on Reddit in history because of the way they tried to, as you, as you do corporate speak, oh, we believe people should be rewarded for putting time into the game. And It's like, no, what you're trying to do is make people go, I'm not spending 800 hours doing this, I'm just going to spend 10 pounds.
1: Yeah, like that, I think that, I heard like, that when, story before. And
0: the fact that when they then had to go to court over it and you know the judge was like, "Oh, loot boxes." And they went, "Oh no, surprise mechanics." Like, hold on a second. Like you you, you can you can call what well, what's the thing? You can call something a spade, but it's still a spade. Mm. Like you can call it whatever you want. It's loot boxes. And you're absolutely right that that Pokémon aren't the worst um you know, the worst offender in this, but they and to be fair, they have started to make some some steps. So Pokemon Masters, for example, that displays the odds. So before nice. you even attempt to... So literally, whenever it pops up with, okay, this is the new event that's going on. It, this is the new sync pair that you can unlock. At the very bottom, so you've got the button at the bottom that says basically spin, by. I can't remember what it is because I'm not playing it anymore because it canes the battery on your phone. And then under it, it says offering rate. And if you click on that, it breaks down, okay, you have... This this new sync pair, you have a one percent chance, two percent chance, and then it, it breaks down the odds of you getting a five star, a four star, a three star, and then it breaks it down even further to oh, if you if you are if you get that two percent chance of getting a five star, you've now got a one percent chance of getting the new sync pair, or you've got a five percent chance again the next one, or ten percent chance. So it really does break it down so that you can make an informed decision, and this is ultimately like. Where I arrive at is that, you know, the middle ground with loot boxes for me are, okay, if if you want to spend your money, because it's ultimately your money, on something that's digital, you should at least be completely informed of what the odds are and what the chances are because at least then you can make an informed decision and choose to either, yeah, you know what? Every month I like to just spend £10 on gambling and I do that with a lottery. And the lottery tells you the odds. And I know I know that there's a chance I go in there and I blow that tank with. No, but it's why I I'm don't informed. play the Euro
1: Millions unless it's over like 50 million or something because I'm like, oh, okay, that's g- closer to what the odds actually are. So why not? <laughs> it's
0: worth it. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I- I've not got a huge uh, amount so to add to this.
1: One, one thing I do want to say is that it's worth remembering that Nintendo is a Japanese company. Which is very, very relevant to the conversation because gambling, Indeed. for the vast majority of it, is illegal in Japan. They d- they don't do gambling in Japan. Right. Um, what they have is pachinko machines, which is their equivalent of like slot machines and gachapon machines. You right. heard of gachapon machines? I've heard they- of
0: both of them, but I don't know anything about them. They just sound
1: it. good. <laughs> So Gatchapon machines are more similar to what we're talking about today. So you know that you're talking about like those LOL dolls and things like that. Yeah. You know when you go, uh, you used to get those little gumball machines where you put your money in, you spin, and you'd get the little gumball out. Yeah. And then you get the other machines which have the toys and the little balls. And you'd ro- it would show you on the front. It's like, here's all the ones you can get out of this machine. You put your money in, twist, and it, your little ball comes out and you get whatever toy is in it. That's a Gatchapon machine. Oh. Now it's those uh it's that mentality that is bled through into what are called gacha games. So Genshin Impact is one of the biggest gacha games at the moment. Um Pokemon Masters as you say you spin for them, right? Mhm. Same kind of principle. It's a gachapon machine. You put your money in, it rolls and then you get something out as a reward. You always get a reward. Yes. Regardless what you pay, you get a reward, and that's why it's technically not gambling, because you you always win. You're paying for
0: something. What you get, though, you, is, you're aware of what yeah. you might get.
1: Yeah, but you are getting something, so I I I get that. So that's that's the difference between Gacha Pull machines and gambling. It's now that question of is Gacha really? a good, a, 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 a okay system that we can take forward. And I, as I say, it rolls on to like TCG cards and things like that. What you're buying is a pack of cards. You will, oh, you know what's in here. You know exactly what is in this pack. You have ten cards. One of them is rare. And one of them is energy. You know that. You know yeah, that going <laughs> in. But that's not what people are buying. And to pretend that they are is, is to lie to yourself and that's that's the question then that's what that's what i think needs to change
0: yeah and and i'm always of the mindset that i i'm a little bit more forgiving with the tcg game mainly because you get something physical at the end of that mm-hmm. you you own you own that you physically have it the thing that annoys me with a lot of these loot boxes is you get a digital asset which you don't even own you can't usually sell it on and when that game goes down, dies, servers are shut off. You haven't got anything for that yeah. money that you've put in. Yes. You could argue, Oh, you had time. You, you, you know, you got time with the game. You got an experience, you got enjoyment, you got fulfillment, whatever that might be. But at the end of the day, you, you, you've still not got anything and you're at the, the whim of a gaming company at the other end that isn't thinking of people. They're thinking of profits at the end of the day. And I, I I feel like TCG, I would be okay with them just coming out and going, okay, this is the new set. These are your odds. Because then, yeah, cause they then, know um, the odds.
1: They do. At, at the printing company, they have... Like, I saw somebody do a walkthrough of like how the cards are printed and things like that. And in each of the uh, machines where the cards are fed into the packets and that, it's shown, like, these are the cards that you put in here. So they know how often packs are being put in with cards they know all the odds they know them so they should just give them to us agrees yeah and it it
0: wouldn't be difficult at all anything else you want to add to this uh the story
1: uh i they've got 12 months yes before it gets reviewed
0: so yeah so it says uh one, one of the 11 is the UK government and other relevant stakeholders to measure the effectiveness of the 10 principles above following a suitable implementation period of 12 months, like you said. So I'd imagine this is going to go quiet for a little bit. And then in, you know, 11 to 12 months, we're probably going to hear a bit more about it, especially with over in the UK, the next general election um, is around then, I think. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's a couple of MPs coming up with, "Oh yeah, this is this is on my radar as well,"
1: as as it should be. Yeah, I I I really hope this works. As I say, I don't, <laughs> I don't want the laws to step in because then it gets messy.
0: Well, this is the thing. This is always the problem is I would much rather have the gaming community self-regulate because they're the ones in the know and understand it. And they, the moment it has to go into law, you have a bunch of MPs stepping in who a lot of the time are very, like, Un- how many Uneducated
1: MPs? in this subject?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they have to turn around and go, oh, we don't actually know a lot about this. We should get in some people who do know a lot about this. And then... All of a sudden, you get people from EA stepping in, lobbying, going, "Well, Mister Mister MP, let me tell you about all this." And suddenly, the law that is implemented is actually worse than what the self regulation would have been because you've you've given the the culprits the the worst people to get involved to have their say. You've given them a platform to have their say. So, I personally think you just just self regulate and then hopefully benefits everybody but of course companies want it to benefit them more so more more
1: so than the consumer yeah
0: exactly but let's see what happens in the future um shall we move on to uh, some uh, fellow listeners who have dropped in comments and questions yes let's do it um so tony has written in as always on youtube uh with a question after watching the new craven the hunter trailer and seeing that he gets animal like abilities and senses from a lion bite what pokemon would you want to bite you to obtain their abilities to make you a mutated superhuman
1: do you have an answer for this because i think i might need a minute
0: that's fine. I've got I've got a couple a couple that I, I wouldn't mind. So um the obvious I'm gonna go with the obvious one here, but this wouldn't be the one I'd choose. But Ditto's the obvious one, isn't he? Just the ability to shape shift, the ability to be mystique from X-Men and just okay, I'm gonna change my appearance and all the shenanigans you can get up with that. And then I've gone with a few that are a little bit more left field, okay? So I love the idea of Galarian Articuno, the ability that I can fly and I can have psychic abilities like isn't that every kid's dream and probably every adult's dream to be quite honest with you and then the one that i've kind of taken left field And anyone listening to this regularly might think that I've got a bit of a hard-on for Smeagol because I'm bringing Smeagol up again. I don't know what it is. I like Smeagol, okay? Smeagol's mint. Connor's over there dying at the moment. (laughs) That's
1: that's (laughs) the least PG thing you've ever said on this channel.
0: It probably probably is, but I'd imagine most people that listen aren't children. I hope they're not. Um, So the reason I'm picking Smeagol is Smeagol has the sketch ability. Okay, And the way I kind of see that working in my head is if I had the ability to sketch anything, I could basically see someone doing it and then be able to do it just as well. So I could look at an Olympic runner and suddenly I've got the perfect technique. I could look at um, someone, an amazing artist, and suddenly I know how to paint and draw. I could look at someone solving the most difficult math equation in existence and suddenly I have this high quality level of math skill. So that's probably my answer. Okay.
1: Uh, my first one would be basically any psychic Pokemon, because my my go to superpower whenever anybody any, let's try that one again. Whenever anybody asks, "Oh, uh, if you could have one superpower, what would it be?" The answer is always telekinesis. Because if you've seen Chronicle, you know telekinesis is the right answer. Yeah, because you can fly, you can move it's stuff. The you, can, you, can, you can you can do whatever you want if you've got telekinesis. You're sorted. Um. Little bit left field. I don't know how easy it would be to track one down, but getting bitten by a Suicune would be really cool. Gaining the, gaining the ability to purify water. Think how cool. much good you could do for the world if you could purify water. Okay, yeah. we, don't, we no longer need to keep setting up wells in Africa. Let's just go over there and just sort it. I'll just walk across here and it'll be good. Plus you can walk on water and then people will think you're Jesus reincarnated and they'll just throw money at you because the Catholic Church just has got so much money to spare and we like money <laughs> <laughs> and we like money Money, you can, do, you can do lots of stuff with money um i it's 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 a difficult question i i've not thought hard enough about it i don't think um it's got to be a pokemon that would bite you though that's so weird that he gets bitten by a lion i've not seen the Have you
0: trailer there's literally he gets bitten at the same time that a drop of blood goes into it and then you know, comic book magical shenanigans happens and suddenly people get powers. Um, I think...
1: Pikachu. i get, get bitten by Pikachu and then I could just have the, the cuteness of Pikachu and just the lovability. Okay. And You've already got my- that. Oh, no, well, thank you. I, lo- <laughs> I, 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 like, I like the thought, but we all know that I am not as charismatic as Pikachu is. And I think my life would be sorted if I could just be that charismatic.
0: Okay. Okay. I think there's some the 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 big question. I see. I've at, I've come into this and got oh and listed off some Pokemon, but I completely forgot that you have to get bitten by it. Uh huh. Like a psychic, you just choose a psychic Pokemon that isn't that. Like Smoochum probably doesn't have teeth, right?
1: I mean, I don't think I want Smoochum anywhere near me, let alone biting me. <laughs> but then you get ice powers as well. You could you could get bitten by like a Delphox.
0: Yeah, Abra because then you get Teleport as well. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. psychic Pokemon you want to get, you want buying you, because then you get Teleport, and I, I'd imagine Abra hasn't really got sharp teeth either. No. And if, it, and if it is, it's quite sleepy anyway, so it'll just like, you know, just a gentle nom nom nom. Or like Whereas an it,
1: Esper. Esper's little small thing, and it could probably bite yeah. you, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't be that bothered by it.
0: No, you wouldn't. Whereas Galarian Articuno, I've probably chosen a really bad Pokemon there. That, because-
1: if that thing bites you, it's killing you.
0: Yeah, the Galarian bit. Like, I I love the fact that the Kanto Beards are all kind of, oh, we're kind of cute, yay! And then the Galarian ones are just Straight machinations <laughs> of death, basically.
1: I don't want Pre- one of them biting me. I'm pretty sure that Galarian Articuno is specifically malevolent as well. Really? Yeah. No, it's it's just evil.
0: Oh, right. Okay. I probably don't want that biting me then. It, it just go. Okay, if you could just bite me and just chomps me head off in one, I'm gone. So yeah, that there are answers. Should we move on to the next question? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, um this comes courtesy of King Nido. With all the talk of Pokemon Black sequels and remakes coming out in the future, what would you rather? Legends, Grey, or slash Kyrim, Black and White 3, or something else? So I just want to pre- you know, preface this that I don't know about you, Connor, but I've seen none of the leaks, the rumors going on, mainly because I just want to kind of avoid that for now. So I do know there's been talk of it.
1: The little, little, very, very little bit that I've seen is that people are saying there is something coming in the second part of the DLC that will hint towards or tie in with a black and white tie-in. Interesting. What that is, we don't know. That's that's all the information I have on it. Okay.
0: And for all we know, it literally could just be Reshiram, and um, I always forget the other one, Zygarde. No, no, uh, no, uh, no that's completely Zekrom. I knew it began with a Z, that's why I went to that. For all we know, it could just be paradox forms of them. For mm-hmm. all we know, that's all it could be.
1: In, but in I- again, from what I've heard, it's a character. It's a character that has a tie-in, Ooh. Ooh. but one okay. of the new characters, which is why it doesn't make sense for it to be a remake if a new character is going to have a tie-in. So it's either a new character is the descendant of something we're going to see in a Legends game, or they're a character that we're also going to see in a sequel game.
0: Okay. I think... What I quite like about this question is, and we discussed it before we started this, black and the black and white generation is so interesting because it opens itself up so much to a remake, an ancient prequel in terms of legends, or a sequel. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of places they could go with black and white, mainly because it's already got that they've already laid the foundation without even knowing they were laying the foundation of there is an ancient dragon that was split in two because the two brothers had two methodologies of how they were going yeah. to approach it it was truth, truth versus and, ideals that's it um so there is so much possibility there but the question is is what would you what Let's say you can only get one of the three of these, Connor. You can get a remake, a Legends game, or Black and White 3. Which one do you want?
1: Okay, I know 100% I don't want a remake, and there's one very good reason why I don't want a remake. It's because Black and White stand as the pinnacle of 2D Pokémon. The sprite work is on point, the gameplay is on point. Granted, it's a little bit slow, but I think it's phenomenal. I think the games are phenomenal. And I think they should stay as that. I think they should stay as a case of like, no, we did we did Black and White 1 and 2. The issue then comes, if you're going to do Black and White 3, how are people getting hold of Black and White 1 and 2? Because they're out of print now, and we all know the price of these games is not cheap. Um Plus, you then got to go out and buy a DS and all that kind of stuff as well. So the only one I can think that makes sense, as much as I'd love to see Black and White 3, the only one I can see that makes sense is a Legends game. Whether I need it to be Legends Curum, where we see the original dragon, that I'm not sure about. And there was a beautiful tweet. I don't know who put it up, but I saw it the other day. And I, th- I really was worried about saying this because I'm giving you ammo for our upcoming Devil's Advocate. <laughs> um, there was a comment made that, you know, everybody wants to see uh, Legends Curum because we want to see the original dragon. Everybody wants to see Legends ho because we want to see the Burn Tower and how that all went down. Um, and realistically, Legends Arceus didn't answer any questions we had from diamond and pearl there wasn't there wasn't anything in diamond and pearl where we went oh we want to we want to see that story fleshed out it was a whole new story that offered new questions and new answers instead of these legends games just being lore dumps should they stand on their own as new stories and new games and leave a lot of those mysteries still untouched and i i thought that was a really cool it was a it was a good thought, and like made me made me wonder about my own wants and desires. Personally, I'd love to see the region of the dragon. Personally, I'd love to see the burn tower go down. Personally, I'd love to see uh, the war in Kalos and who they were fighting and things like that. But that's because I'm a lore guy, mm-hmm. and I want to see these these stories explored more. What what would a Unova? What would an ancient Unova look like? And this is the other problem I have, is if you're going to go Legend Junova, how do you deal with indigenous people? If we're talking about, realistically, if, if it's real world influences, are we going back to the Spanish and the English, or the Paldeans and the Galarians coming over to Junova? Is that what we're looking at? Because that's uh, that's touchy. That's some touchy well, topics. It, it, it is. Um,
0: because we've seen how that what happens in real life when you have you know one group of people going over and oh we're gonna settle over here and oh there's already people living over here. What should we do? Should we integrate or and we slaves. know where <laughs> Slaves um and we know we know where it goes, unfortunately. I think Legends Arceus, though, kind of had that where the Cla- the Galactic Clan had come over from a different area, hadn't they, and just kind of they didn't. They,
1: they didn't muscle their way in, but they didn't integrate correctly.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that was probably the safest way to do that. Of you know, oh, we don't really know these people. It was very, it was very kid friendly, wasn't it? I mean, um, they they
1: played that really nicely because the Galactic Group weren't the worst there because those two were already at each other's throats. Yes. it wasn't like everybody was living in harmony before they showed up.
0: Yeah yeah so So... it 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 works yeah i think just just to kind of touch on what you what you've said i I agree that i don't want to remake and for the same reasons that you've already mentioned it to be quite honest with you that you know black and white are the games that i went back to when it pokemon had moved to the 3ds so of course, by the time I went to to black and white, it was already outdated in terms of okay, we've moved on to 3D, and yet I never felt like I was playing an old game. No, there's it, so
1: much life in those sprites.
0: They they hold up so well in 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 modern day to the point where like I just I just don't see what a remake offers and. Like we've seen we've seen previous remakes and you know Fire Red, Leaf Green, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, like they they are really good remakes. And then Oras just seems to be like, okay, how do we how do we take a remake and really step it up? And there's a reason why Oras is held in such high regard in the in the Pokemon community. And if if Oras was the last remake that we had. I think I'd feel a little bit different because I'd feel mm-hmm. like okay I feel confident but then we saw what BDSP was and I still maintain as someone that hasn't played diamond or pearl BDSP is the defensive way to play those games. However, <laughs> however platinum, platinum exists, exists. <laughs> And I still maintain Platinum is the definitive way to play that generation, which means that BDSP is in this kind of middle ground of who actually wants it. And unfortunately, I feel like a remake of Black and White is going to be more like BDSP of, let's just take what was there and adapt it for a modern console, which, if we're going to get that, I don't want it. I would much rather have either... A, a prequel or a sequel. Now I have played Black and White too, but I've not played it through to completion. And again, I kind of feel like we've had we've had a sequel, what like a third sequel. Again, opens up the issue of how do you then play the first two? Now Black and White is cheaper than Black and White Two secondhand, so like it's not even like you. <laughs> So the only way you get around that is to go, okay, right, you can now go to the, the 3DS store and he is black and white and black and white too, you can play it. However, Nintendo doesn't want to do that. Game Freak doesn't want to do it. Whoever is involved with that decision doesn't want to do that. So I kind of feel like the remake, is, sorry, the ancient prequel is the one that I want, mainly because it is just the one that they have the least chance of messing up. And because the previous legends game i still maintain is the best pokemon game we've had on this generation of hardware that's the one where if i got offered what do you want another let's go gen 10 a remake or legends kyron whatever that is i'd happily have that i think my only worry is that they go down the route that they've seen legends arc and go actually did quite well let's adapt Every time we have a new a new generation, we have something between that, which is a legends game. And my concern with it is we get down to the root of uh the solo film for Star Wars where solo addressed like how he got his blaster, how he got his jackets, how he met Chewie, how he got the Millennium Falcon. Like, I don't I don't want that. I don't need to know like the king and the ki- the dragon and how it was split because you can fill out that lore in other ways we don't need a game to fill that out and i, I feel like if you're going to have a game that that fills that out i just can't see you able to make a good game out of what was basically you know a couple of sentences of dialogue in the in the main game i
1: mean to follow through your your sort of comparison though um they made an entire film and a very good film out of a single line of scrolling text
0: rogue one yeah, which is, rogue is, one,
1: is which is one of the best Star Wars films ever
0: top top three for me and i yeah. can't believe it, like it, it, yeah <laughs> which when it was announced it was like oh this is this is a nothing film and it was so so no you you are right there is a potential that we'll get you know we could get a a great game that really delves into that but do we think we've got the quality of writers at game freak to pull that off
1: Again, Legends says yes. And the thing is, Legends Arceus was, was a phenomenal game. And Black and White, they're, like Black and White was yeah. a phenomenal story. It really was. It was. Yes. The... And, and you know what? X and Y wasn't the greatest story. It wasn't. Sun and Moon was a really good story, poorly paced.
0: But that, that I, was going to be my point with Black and White. It's really
1: well paced. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. And it was the first game to ever offer us effectively new game plus as well, where you could go in and you can play on harder difficulty after you'd beaten it once already. I there's so much that game has that I would love to see brought back. I don't think a sequel works. I, I I'd I'd be excited to see what they do with a sequel, but for the reasons I've already expressed, I just don't think it works. If 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 if, if they turn around and go all all of the Game Boy through 3DS games are available on Switch now. Sure, go ahead. I don't know what you do. Do you skip another three years? Do I Do I need to see Bianca any older? Do I need to see Sharon any older? Do I need to see Sharon enter the Elite Four? Do I need to see Bianca become the professor and replace Juniper? Or is she off doing her own research project? Would that be cool? Yeah, but... I don't know. I think I'd rather meet new characters who are, and that's what Legends offered us, was new characters with whole new stories who we saw were kind of related to, and we could draw those lines and draw those connections, but they were very much their own characters. You know, Silene. we're like, oh, you're, you're related to Cyrus? Cyrus? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, Cyrus, yep. the
1: leader of Team Galactic. You know, you could see that connection. You could see what they were kind of hinting at, yeah. But you could see that she was very much her own person. Yes. And dealt with things her own way. And there there's some really, really good characters in that game. Really good characters. Pauline? Is it Pauline? She's the one with the Arcanine? Her story makes me cry every single time i get to that island oh the, the one, baby oh, yeah oh the one the one who loses the arcanine and is yeah. raising the two growliths and like falls out with her clan leader because she was supposed to be clan leader but then handed it down because her her noble died and she's got this whole like romeo and juliet thing going on with iskin from the other mm. clan beautiful beautiful bit of storytelling and really well implemented so yes i think they have the writers there to do it I just don't know if I need to see a sequel. Like, if it was any other, any other
0: mainland game, and they were going, there's a possibility of a, a two. I'd be i i i would mm. i i could be on the fence between whether or not I'd want a Legends or a sequel. But because Black and White stands out as the only one in that generation in in the Pokemon franchise that is had a definitive sequel yes gold and silver are kind of sequel they're like a pseudo sequel aren't they because you get to go back to kanto and you get to see parts of it but it doesn't feel like it stands on its own first yes it stands on its own first and then time has advanced in kanto but not to the point where it forms part of the story whereas black and white 2 is very much yeah this is several years later and you get to see ramifications and things that are happening as a result of what happened in black and white in black and white too. Um but personally I I think that you know they 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 did the they did the sequel and now they need to try something new. And I I feel like out of the three, the one that I think would get the most praise the best reception and probably the most sales is is a legends game.
1: Yeah. And again, you take it, I don't I don't know when you said it. As I say, you can go back really far and talk about Paldei and Galar coming over to Unova and address that. Or you do it during sort of the royal periods of the kings and the kings splitting up. Or I don't know. Maybe maybe go first. As I say, something, a completely different story. Give us something we weren't expecting. Yeah. Does, does it need to be Curum? What else is going on in there? What else, what else is going on in Unova? Unova's you know, got so many legendary Pokemon. Let's oh, not the forget, Swords of Justice! You've got the Swords of Justice. Let's not forget that we've just had... Um, what's the new weather trio? Amarus. Uh, d-
0: yeah, the the one in that's in um the the pink one, the fairies, very yeah. into the the genies.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The genie, yeah, the, the genie trio got a new one that was in Legends. So that would be interesting to see. Like, when does that come over? What happens there? Um, there's so much going on in Gen Five. I oh, wait. I would. Was Darkrai and Luna? Uh, oh I was.
0: I don't know if I I, Gen I, 4, I gen always 5. think
1: I always think Gen I always think Dark Eye the... is Gen 4.
0: And the uh Cresselia's gen
1: Cresselia is I'm pretty sure is Gen 5 because that's got right, i off thinking. the bridge.
0: But yeah. Cresselia
1: Yeah, no, it is. It's generation five. Right. What dark no. eye well, Oh is it? Hang on. Two seconds. I need a I can't this. see
0: Giratina and Dark Eye being in the same no, generation. No, it's Generation Four. Generation right. 4 is Dark oh, Cry. Okay. Uh, Darkrai. Okay. Oh, okay.
1: But I'm fairly sure that Cresselia is oh, of course it is, because we got it in uh Legends and in BDSP. I'm fairly certain Cresselia is Gen 5, though. So... No, that's Gen 4 as well. Oh, that's Gen 4 now. Yeah. Okay, right. There you go. I, that's I... one of those. If you've got any Pokemon, by the way, that you like always think are from the wrong generation, let us know.
0: Yeah. Heatran. Heatran's I- also Gen 4. Why
1: do I always think that's
0: Gen 4? These 5? always feel like Gen 5 to me. And I can be forgiven, I feel like, because obviously I took a break from Pokemon and then came back and played 6, six 4, six, four five in very quick succession. So mm-hmm. 4 and 5 really blend themselves together in the post game. Like, uh, I can never remember which Pokemon I, I, I find in that.
1: But to, to your point, yeah. Genesect. <laughs> Genesect or Victini? There's your mythical Pokemon. Yeah, that's so the thing, much. right? That's the that's the bit that we forget is that Arceus is not a legendary Pokemon; it's a mythical Pokemon. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we 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 we're not looking at Legends Zygarde. We're not looking at Legends Kurum. We're looking at Legends Victini, Legends Keldio Legends Meloetta, Legends Genesect.
0: Caldeo is the one for me then. You've got to go, like, and the reason why is Legends Caldeo, and then you tie in the King's story with the Swords of Justice. Okay. I That's how see you that. go down that route. And then the di- the division between the two brothers comes and, like, maybe you go a really brave step and, like, literally, you know, at the start of Legends Arceus it's like, oh, you're greeted by Arceus. Maybe the first step is, what do you value more? Truth or ideals, and you choose you whichever one you choose is the brother you that you control through that, and maybe having to rise up against your brother who has the swords of justice at his beck and call, and you happen to have just just Caldio who keeps popping in. Like there, there is a story there, and I'm not a writer, okay? So like you know, Game Freak get paid for doing this, let them write you, but I feel like there's a story there. Yeah, And a, probably a really good one that does not just flesh out because what I don't want is a story that just goes, okay, this is the story of the two brothers, how do we stretch that? I want them to go this is the story of the true two, two brothers that you never knew existed because you only got a snippet of it in black and white because it was so long ago
1: and now you get to see the full story Do you think Keldio could sell a game though? I know you want him to, but do you think Keldio could sell a game? Do you I think do. a mass audience would look and go, "Oh, a unicorn Pokemon? Uh yeah, sure, I'll buy that game."
0: I I I'd say I okay. I I feel like Pokemon can sell anything, but I think they would be at a more difficult starting point than Arceus because Arceus Feels like it's more well known both in and out of the Pokemon community, whereas Caldeo is outside of that one movie that it got. What else has it had? So I feel like they would need to lead up to it. But like, let let let's be honest, like Legends Arceus just it rolls off the tongue more so than Legends Caldeo. I almost forgot the Pokemon. Then that's, that's 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 what he says about it. Like, it just doesn't roll off the the tongue. But I, I feel like they could sell it. Yeah. Par,
1: I think if they were going to go down the mythical route, I want to see Victini. Because Victini is also the zero oh. Pokemon. It's number zero in the Pokedex. Is it? So, Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. Explain more to
0: me. Explain that to me in more detail. What do you mean it's zero? What, how right, does that Victi- work?
1: In, in the unovan Pokedex, Victini is number zero. It's number zero zero zero. I didn't know that. Wait, wh- why is it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know. Right. Okay. Yeah, I get what you mean. Right. That's how you. That's how you incorporate Victini into because Victini is the Victoria, the Victory Pokemon. Whoever has that wins. So that's how you do it. You, your brother has Victini, and you're in an uphill fight of. He's he's never lost a battle. He's never lost because he's got this damn Victini. So how do you do it? Swords of Justice.
1: Okay, I see you, I see you.
0: That's how you potentially do it. And maybe, like, and maybe that's what causes the split. Because Victini doesn't know which one of the brothers to side with. Is split 50-50, and that's what causes because Because neither brother can technically win and neither brother can technically lose, the Dragon Pokemon splits. Okay i like that's how you do maybe that's how you do it yeah i can see that i'm excited for this now (laughs)
1: this (laughs) this game that we've just made up yeah yeah this game
0: that we just (laughs) made up we're never gonna see i'm hyped for my own imagination like that takes some special skill doesn't it
1: yes yes it does um there's there's lots of bits that can be brought into that i think you've got what's the desert ruins i don't know unova very well but you know the desert uh, ruins that have got all the uh, Darmanitan around it and
0: stuff. Yeah, like that. Desert Hotel. I want to say Desert Hotel or something. I don't, uh, uh... Desert Resort? Desert Resort sounds right. Yeah. What yeah, is a des- resort if not oh, a hotel? No, the,
1: there's the Desert Resort, which leads on to Relic Castle. There you That's go. it. Relic Castle with Volcarona and stuff inside it, which we always thought was a legendary Pokemon, but wasn't. You know, Relic Castle, you fill that out the same way you did Spe- Spear Pillar. Spear yeah. Pillar became the Temple of Sinnoh. I'd love to see all that. I'd love to see what they do with all of that. And again, do you want time travel? Not on this one. No. Okay. So you want to be somebody who's in that world already? Because that's the thing. The first one was kind of getting us used to the idea of, you know, you needed that fish out of water story so that we as people got used to the idea of, oh, we're going back in time. Mm Mm-hmm. Whereas now we're kind of more comfortable with that idea, we can just be like, no, this is just set in the past now. This is. I don't think is... you need to be one of the brothers if you're going to go down that the route of telling that story. Mm. But you definitely, yeah, you could work for both of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, potentially. And I feel like that—that's literally something you have at the start of the game. Is you know, you know, as as the game's loading up, new game, it's like this is the story of Unova is you've never seen it before, and then you just put 3,000 years ago or something like that, and then Mm -hmm. straight away, you know, okay, right, it's black and white, but it's set in the past. And then you you don't need to do any of the you know, time travel shenanigans. And while I did enjoy that for Legends Arceus, I enjoyed it because it was the first time it happened. If that was a recurring thing, a recurring bit, I'd be like, okay, I don't... I don't need this. It just feels like a plot contrivance now to get you know me and the player on the same base and put it in the same place when we don't need that. Like it, your your writing should be strong enough that that doesn't matter.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I can. I'm already putting myself in a fantasy world. I can make it a medieval fantasy world. That's fine. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Um, should we move on to the all this kind of nicely moves on to the devil's advocate section so should we move on to that okay before we do that though if you've got a comment or question you can reach us on all the usual ways drop us an email uh, comment on the discord comment on youtube or uh, email goldenrollpod at gmail.com all the links are, are, are down below Let's move on to the Devil's Advocate section of this podcast where me and Connor will be arguing over a statement or discussing a statement, although it tends to be us shouting at one another, but in a friendly way. So this week, we'll be discussing should Legends be a one and done in the Pokemon franchise? So, you know, we've had Legends Arceus. Is that it now? Should we just stick with that one Legends Arceus and move on? Or should it become a recurring... I want to say franchise, a recurring game, a recurring Mm -hmm. theme in the Pokemon franchise. Now, as always, one of us will be arguing for, one of us will be arguing against. So this week, Connor is arguing that it should be an ongoing series, and I'm going to be arguing that Legends of Arcus was a one and done. Now,
1: last week, I was forced to go first, so I'm going to force you to go first this week. That's fair. I mean... Um, I think I've got the easier one this time. It's something I actually believe in. Of course, it should be an ongoing series. We finally got a breath of fresh air uh, for the Pokemon franchise, which has become rather stale. Let's face facts, it's become rather stale over the recent years. We've, We've seen the same formula over and over and over again. And Legends Arceus is the first game I've seen in a very long time come from Game Freak that felt like it had any passion to it, felt like it had... You know, it was a game people actually wanted to make. And it offered something new for older fans, I think. And even younger fans who are, you know, they can keep up with the skills that are required rather than just turn-based RPG. I, I think it should definitely continue. I think I was a little bit worried when I saw the numbers initially for the sales, but the fact that it was only a singular game and not a part of a duo, means that actually it sold phenomenally well as as games go. I think everything it brought to the franchise was great. We're still talking about it now. We're still talking about whether we want to see... We're already saying we want to see it over a remake. We're already saying we want to see it over a sequel. So it's clearly something that the fans want, and I think it'd be nice to actually get something that the fans want for once. <laughs> I don't think that's too much to ask for.
0: Okay, fair enough. I, 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 just in case there is anyone listening that has never heard us before and thinking that I'm arguing that it should be a one and done. Obviously, I don't believe that, but for this segment, I have to be in that frame of mind because people might be thinking, Ben, weren't you literally just saying that yeah. you would, you want it? But for this, anyway. So, the reason I don't think it should be. An on-game franchise, and it should be a, a one and done. You you spoke about you know the the elements in this game that were there. So, for example, you know we've got the rolling around, being able to just throw pokeballs and all that. And while I I agree that those are great elements, those elements feel like they shouldn't just be contained to this Legend series. They should be in the mainline games, and there was. I mean, we spoke on the podcast and other people online were complaining that, oh, it doesn't look like there's any any overworld catching ability in, in the game. And it was sorely missing that. And let's be honest, when you think about Legends and what that actually has over the mainline games, and uh, while I agree, it is, Legends was my favourite of the current Switch era, unfortunately, the things that really enticed me about that game were the sneaking mechanics the catching mechanics the really well-written story the shiny hunting and just the roaming and the roaming has already been ported into the mainline games okay the writing they they have done good writing in other pokemon games so that is feasible in, in the mainline games catching and the sneaking mechanics they unfortunately weren't in the mainline games because they were developed at the same time because Game Freak is stupid. So, if you take all of those good elements out and put them into the mainline games, which I imagine they're going to do for Generation 10, where does that leave us with Legends? Like, what does Legends offer us anymore? Like, are we just looking at Legends Arceus with these rose tinted glasses because it has features that are just going to be imported into the mainland games anyway. So when we look back in Legends Arcus, while we can appreciate what it was at the time, is the next Legends game just going to fall a little bit flat because we've already
1: seen it? Okay. I disagree that they're just going to be imported into Gen 10. And the reason I disagree with that is because I can I can name a whole bunch of people who have turned around to me and said, I don't like Legends. It's not my Pokemon. And I don't want it in the mainline game. And the mainline games are such big profit. like they, they are the big sellers. Like people will, me and you will buy every single game, every single remake, everything that Pokemon never released. All the, all the side games, we'll go play Pokemon Sleep. Sure, let's do it. But there are people who are like, no, this is generation nine and I will come back for generation 10. And generation 10 better be same, same, but different. And Legends Arceus is too different. It's not, it's not the same game. And I think it should probably stay that way. Would I love to see a lot of the catching mechanics and stuff like that brought into Generation 10? Of course I would. But I like Legends Arceus. So I'm happy enough to not have them brought over as long as I can get my fix for it elsewhere. I would like to actually be, you know, if, if the mainline games are going to be sticking to a formula let Legends be where they can spread their wings a little bit, where they can flex their creativity, to where they can give us these new ideas. And sure, maybe some of them get ported over. Great. But maybe they don't. And maybe that's just where those creative ideas need to sit. And the other thing about Legends is because it's set in the past, that allowed it to have aggressive Pokemon. I don't think aggressive Pokemon work for mainline Pokemon games. I don't think Pokemon attacking people work for a mainline Pokemon game because it's not the mood they're trying to set. It's not the world they're trying to build, which is every Pokemon is, is your friend and every Pokemon is capable of being your friend. And I also, you know, I, again, I'm in love with the lore and things like that. I think that realistically, Pokemon have become very wary of people even the strongest ones. So they're not going to just attack you. They're kind of ingrained to be like, okay, we're going to have a Pokemon fight. And if I beat your Pokemon, I can get away. I don't think it work. I don't think those mechanics work for a mainline game. And I don't think they should have to either. The, the, you know, it's the same as when Zelda came out, when the new Zelda game came out, when Breath of the Wild came out, and everybody's like, this is great. This is amazing. But you had a bunch of Zelda fans going, yeah, it's a really good game. It's not Zelda, though. And i kind of like to see Zelda. And we got a Breath of the Wild sequel. But I can guarantee that at some point we're just going to get a Zelda game that's more like classic Zelda. Because people want different things. And I think that's why Legends, you know, they, they put a subtitle on it. Or they put a, a main title on it. It already implies that they wanted this to be something more than it was. Uh, do you remember years and years and years ago, we had X-Men Origins Wolverine? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they were going to do a franchise of that. They had, they had loads of them planned. They had X-Men <laughs> they Origins, uh, like Magneto, Magneto yeah. and things like that. And we'd have loved to see it. We didn't get it because it didn't do very well. Legends did really well. Okay, you've clearly got you've got the idea there. You know what you want to do with it. Let's execute. Let's go forward with it
0: okay, which i think brings me on to my next point of what they tried to do too much in in pokemon games so okay. around the same time we had we had three games we got um uh, I'm, i might mess up the order here but i'm pretty sure we got legends of Arceus, b d s p and then uh so there was three months i believe between them and then there was about six to seven months between b d s p and um
1: other way around, we got BDSP, and then three months later, we got Legends Arceus, and then like nine, s- months. nine months later, we got Scarlet and Violet Gen 9. Yeah, yes.
0: So the, they were doing too much, there was too much going on, which is why they had then had to get in an external company to do BDSP. And yes, it, it did sell, it did sell well, but it didn't do generation eight or nine numbers. Okay, and I, I, I can't fact check this. Connor's looking, which might make me think I might be wrong, but let's just go with it. No, for it, it, sake. it didn't,
1: but I will say again, it was only a singular game, not part yes. of a duo. Yes.
0: However, the company's going to look at that and they're going to go, hmm, you took your gamble. You you were you wanted to put in this love and this passion into this into this side project. And unfortunately, while we can appreciate it did well, it didn't do well enough. And I think that if we continue with Legends of Arceus, what it's going to be is a case of, oh, you can do that, but you don't get as much development time. There's a drop in quality. And I, I worry that if it was an ongoing series, the next one would be a lot more of the same because they wouldn't be able to invest as much time into it because the heads above are looking at it going, you're not going to get as much out of it as you think. And the problem is then we get the next legends game and legends, whatever it is. And it, it ruins the reputation of what came before because yeah, I can just see the reviews coming in now of, yeah, it's good, but it just doesn't do enough to push it forward. And Pokemon's always been that it never does enough to push it forward. And Legends Arceus is its just another Pokemon game that might not get pushed far enough forward. And I worry that, you know, we get this, this sub-franchise and Legends suffers for it, the remake suffers for it, the mainline games suffer for it. And we saw that with Scarlet and Violet. If Scarlet and Violet were developed at in some degree at the same time as Legends Arceus, and unfortunately, both of them had issues with them. I mean, we've seen all the bugs and the issues with with Scarlet and Violet. And I worry that, you know, they're trying to bite off more than they can chew. Whereas maybe just make the mainline games really good and drop. And if that means you have to drop Legends of Arcus and you make the mainline games much better, then do it.
1: Mm, okay. Int- it's it's an interesting uh, angle you're taking that. And- one I don't necessarily disagree with which is really upsetting I think the thing is it's not they're not going to not release something they're not going to, like I would love I would absolutely love to get no Pokemon games between now and Gen 10 hmm? that, would, that would be my ideal outcome just don't, don't, don't give me anything make Gen 10 perfect, give me two different options to play it through action, uh, action RPG or just turn based RPG cool Do it. Give me a new game plus. Give me all the things I want in generation 10. They're not going to do that. They have to release things every couple of years because that's their model. And I think what Legends offers them is a way to introduce new Pokemon without having to create a whole new Pokedex. And I think that is valuable in and of itself because we haven't seen in any of their other remake games other than, um, obviously, Auras included new Megas, but that kind of wasn't really new Pokemon. I mean, arguably, it kind of wasn't really new Pokemon in Legends either. It was all variants and stuff like that. But, yeah, I don't think we're going to see... If we got Black and White 3, it would be Unova Pokemon, maybe Evolutions to Unova Pokemon, and that would kind of be it. We wouldn't see anything new. Um, whereas Legends offers them, offers them a, a little a little bit of space. As I say, it's just space for creativity. And I think, especially Game Freak, who are a company who have the gear projects. I'm going to go deep cut on you now. Okay, what's this? Ga- so, go so ga- Game Freak have the Gear Project, which is their side team that work on all their other games. That work on um, oh, what was it called? The Drill Game? Oh God, what was it called? Hang on, Gear Project games kind of stall, but yeah, basically, it's 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 all their it's all their side games. And what it is is it allows their creators, it allows their developers. To work on something new. To work on something a little bit more creative. To get ideas and stuff that they can then bring back to the mainline Pokemon games. And that is exactly what Legends does. Is hey, go work on something new. Without the pressure. Without the, without the worry of, oh my god, we're going to upset all the mainline fans. Go see what works. Go stretch your legs a little bit. And then bring it back to us and if it if it's great then we'll implement it and if it's not then don't worry about it
0: okay i can understand mm-hmm. that i think i think un, unfortunately that while yes i do agree that having a, a space to be able to
1: giga record that was the word i was looking for what, That's sorry? One of the games giga Wrecker.
0: giga Wrecker. so while i agree that you know any any and this just isn't gaming companies this is anyone in, in life just you know you need that space where you can experiment you can develop you can change and grow like you you have that safe haven where you can do something without the risks or there's mitigated risks unfortunately i don't think there's enough they can bring to legends Arceus that or legends that hasn't already been done by so many other companies out there. Like, we already talk about Pokemon being, you know, we've spoken in the past about, you know, Pokemon as a JRPG should be the one pushing all these boundaries of what it means to be a role-playing game. And it falls so far behind the fact that when things get implemented, it's like, oh, this is amazing that they've implemented this. But it's been in other games for so long and isn't that just what's going to happen with Legends is that even if they're going out and they are experimenting and developing and finding new things they're just going to they're just going to bring in features that are already there like sneaking around through grass okay it's been done in, in loads of other games you know overworld bosses which are basically what the alphas are it's been done I mean granted the catchy mechanics is something unique to Pokemon so it hasn't really been done elsewhere But now it has been done. So, how do you improve? How do you build on that? And I I just don't think that, unfortunately, the people at Game Game, Game Game Freak have the... I just don't think they can push it any further than they already have. Like, what we're going to get is tiny little increments, which is what we get in the mainline games. And people complain about it, because it's always one step forward, two steps back. And unfortunately, that is what's going to happen to to Legends. And I think, unfortunately, while we've spoken about, you know, the great thing about Legends of, okay, Legends allows you to explore the past and delve into these stories. So, for example, you know, what we were discussing about earlier of, you know, the Burnt Tower or the, the dragon and how it got split into two. While they might be good stories, like, what impact do they have? They don't change the future. They don't change gold and silver. They don't change black and white. So what is the point of having that story there? And, like, Legends Arceus could have done... They they could have shifted the future because they had all the time travel element, and yet nothing happened with it. So even the stories like if you're going to write a story set in the past why can't you just apply a good story to the mainline game spend the time applying that story to the mainline games which let's be honest with you we've spoken about Scarlet and Violet's story is very lacklustre and then all of a sudden at the end it's very do this do this do this here's the the main story and what's been happening whereas whereas Legends granted did have a better story but at the detriment to what seems like Generation 9. So that that is why, you know, it should be done and dusted. You, you had your little experiment, your little sandbox, you played in it, you enjoyed it. Now it's time to get back to what ultimately makes the most money, the most sales, gets people to continually talk about the franchise.
1: The thing is, Scarlet and Violet sold well regardless. So I don't think Generation 9 not being buggy, having a better story, having uh, better mechanics would have made that much of a difference. (laughs) So actually, I think having a game that at least some of the fans can go, no, this, this was fun, actually. And the thing is, as well, that Legends is giving us that I think we're overlooking is it was just a good single player experience. And it was built as that. And it was built as that alone. You know, we've said before that the mainline games have to cater to too many audiences. They're trying to do too much stuff. Legends allows it to strip down and just be like, no, this is just a story-focused game that you play on your own. You can catch every Pokemon, and it's just a fun time. Why, why won't you let us have a fun time, Ben? Let me have more <laughs> Let me have more so, of a fun time.
0: Just, just to wrap this up, okay? <laughs> it's not me that will not let I you know. have a fun time. It's Game Freak. And the reason why is that reportedly Legends Arceus as of so far has sold 13.91 million copies. Let's go Pikachu and Eevee has sold
1: 14.5 million copies. So Let's Go has so, sold more. Hang on. Let's go Pikachu and Eevee sold 14 yeah. million. Legends yeah. Arceus alone sold 13 million. Yeah. But it still I, sold I, less. That. It's a single game. But the point I'm making, I guess,
0: is that <laughs> how long have we been going, we're getting Let's Go Johto, we're, le- we're getting Let's
1: Go Johto. Yeah, but and here's the thing, right? We've we There have been lots of people saying we're getting Let's Go Johto. How many people have been asking for it? Or how many people actually wanted it and how many people just thought they were going to see a pattern? Okay? It's the same as you know, how many people are actually asking for a black and white remake now that we've seen BDSP? They're not. We were asking for BDSP after ORAS. We were asking for ORAS after Heart Cold Soul Silver. We were asking for Heart Cold Soul Silver after Fire Red Leaf Green. They were all good games. As soon as we get one that we're like, eh. Even just lukewarm on it, like, let's go. Even, Even that, people were like, it's not for me. Game's actually all right. I actually think the game's really well made and has a lot to offer the franchise. But it's not for me. And I'm not asking for another one. Will we get one? I don't know. Maybe. I wouldn't be mad if they brought another one out, but I wouldn't also go out and buy it. Whereas I am chomping at the bit for another Legends game. And I know I'm not alone. Mm. But there might be people out there that, okay, yeah, I bought it, but
0: that's not for me. I, I know that there are people... Oh, there are. That, that there are. There are some people that just refuse to play Legends Arceus because there was very little battling in the game. Like, the, mm-hmm. the, there are people out there, there's a subset of people that play the Pokemon games because they enjoy the, the battle aspect of trying to beat all the trainers, and unfortunately Legends Arceus didn't have a lot of that, which to be fair, I think that's to its credit rather than its detriment. Um But there are people, so I feel like Because we've only had one, there's a risk element there of if we do a sequel, not a sequel, but another Legends, does it perform as well? Does it do better because we've we've built on what came before, but unfortunately, companies have to figure out the risks, and there is a risk that maybe it doesn't sell as well. And granted, yes, Let's Go has been out for longer, and granted it did have two versions of it, which is the Pokemon thing. But there's a very real risk that they look they look at Ledger's Arceus and go, It's a it's an unknown risk. And we saw the issues that arose out of that of BDSP having a lukewarm reception and Scarlet and Violet having issues. Do we want to continue trying to hedge our bets? Suffering more and therefore people do finally start to get Pokemon fatigue and go, Yeah, I I, I feel like it's Declining quality from here on in. Therefore, I'm going to skip out. And the issue is that, you know, for example, in in movies, like if a movie is is let's say you've got a couple of good movies in a row, and then you get a bad movie, the bad movie typically doesn't perform badly. It's the ones that come after that one because suddenly people go, well, the last one wasn't very good, so why would I invest time or money in this this next one? Let's see the reviews come in. And I feel like. We might get that with, okay, Scotland Violet didn't do great. BDSP didn't do great. Do we really want to put out another Legends and there's a potential that it's not going to do the the sales numbers that, that we want? And therefore they go, you know what? Let's play it safe. Let's just do what we know works, which is Generation 10 or a remake.
1: As much as they are a company and as much as they would need to make money, I will always argue that there are people behind companies and game developers, much as anyone else in the creative industry, are artists. And artists want to make something great. And one thing we've not maybe taken into consideration here is we've talked about the fans, but there's reviewers out there as well. And if you look at the Metacritic scores, BDSP, eh. Scarlet and Violet, eh. Legends Arceus, oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of the highest reviewed games they've done in recent years. People liked it. And that alone should be enough for them to go alright, let's give it another shot. Fantastic closing argument. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's very good. That's, that's very good. I, I honestly feel like they would be absolute fools not to do another one. It It ticked so many boxes that they, they should, they should do enough. By the way, I finished my side yeah, of the yeah, devil's yeah. advocate because like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know where else I could take that argument. So uh, you made just... a better
1: argument than I expected. Well done.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I, I was like, "Well, how am I going to argue this one?" But I am kind of glad that I managed to at least put up a fight, which I'm quite happy about. But let, let us know like... who you think won. By the way, yes, yes, as always, let us know. Let the Legends Arcus game was the breath of fresh air that I needed from Pokemon. And I I haven't replayed it yet, mainly because, like, following that, there was BDSP, then there was Pokemon, Scarlet and Violet, on top of, you know, personal YouTube stuff and the podcast. And I, I know I'm going to go back to Legends Arceus because it is such a well-put-together game. And, like, Scarlet and Violet just feels like paint by numbers. And you're absolutely right when you said Legends Arceus felt like a passion project. Mm. Like, you could tell there was love behind it. And I, I honestly, like, I feel like if it had just had a bit more time, it 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 could have been up there in terms of, oh, recommend, and I've said this before, like, recommend me five Nintendo Switch games. Okay, you've got Mario Odyssey, you've got Breath of the Wild, Legends Arceus, you need to play that. And it feels like it should have been up there and with a bit more time, not love, because it had the love that it needed, it had the passion that it needed, it had a good story, it had good music, it it had all the right building blocks that I really do feel like another Legends would absolutely knock it out of the park, and another Legends game would either be like one of the the last great games on the Nintendo Switch, or one of the first great games on a Nintendo Switch
1: uh, sequel, whatever whatever it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think again, I'm going to say, it, and I said it a lot of times when Legends was coming out, they really need to be bringing in outside help. I think yeah. they need to be working with Monolith. They work next door to him. Sort it out, guys. Like <laughs> you're, you're one of the main franchises on the Switch. You, you, you need to, you need to be pulling in all, all hands. Um, there are talented people at Game Freak. There's no questioning that, but they clearly lack skills in places where other companies have it and they should bring in companies to help with that.
0: And I think for the longest time, it's because the Pokemon games have predominantly always been on the handhelds, which are always, oh, this is where you get like the, the um, non mainline games of Mario of Zelda. You get all the games that aren't really seen as the mainline games Pokemon obviously took a step up when they went, okay, next one's on the Switch. And I can see the link because it is handheld, but it's also a, a true console as well. And I feel like you've had the opportunity to kind of step up and you haven't. So now you need to assess yourself and figure out, okay, how how do we move up? Because unfortunately, if if... If they keep putting out the quality they have on the Switch, which hasn't been great—it's been more misses than hits—I feel like there's gonna come a, a point where people start to tune out. Yeah, Pokemon's such a big company that I don't think they'd miss a couple of million here or there, but the money starts to add up over time, the review starts to add up over time, and suddenly the company would be going, "Okay, we we need to do something about this." And I ultimately think we've said it before. More time is is what it's not even more money. It just needs more time, like give it more time in the in the you know in the oven to to bake and whatnot. But are they going to do it? We I guess I guess we'll see. I really do hope that, that you know we get another Legends game announced in the next year, maybe, and it comes out in the next two or three years, like just to give us that breathing room. Yeah,
1: but I guess we'll see. I mean, it's funny. Just one final point is BDSP was a fine game that i had no fun with. That's a good that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Scarlet and Violet was a fine it was a fun game that wasn't very good.
0: That's a really good way to put it actually. Whereas
1: Legends Arceus is a good game that was freaking fun to play as well. That's, and that's great I think it's it. the one thing that is giving me the most hope and is allowing me to stay invested in this franchise because otherwise i'd be like what has it got to offer me anymore? Agreed.
0: Agreed. Let's move on to the next segment because we're an hour and a half in and I've enjoyed every single <laughs> moment of it, but we need to get towards the end of the podcast. So we're back with the guessing game where in front of me, I have three Pokemon with three Pokedex entries each. But Connor, do you think you can spot the fake entry? Going to make every effort. Perfect. So the first Pokemon is Tangrowth, which I think we've done recently, but I guess we'll find out. Okay. Entry number one. It ensnares prey by extending arms made of vines. Losing arms to predators does not trouble it. Entry Sorry number say two. Say that last bit again. Losing arms to predators does not trouble
1: it. Okay, interesting.
0: Entry number two. Tangrove has two arms that it can extend as it pleases. Recent research has shown that these arms are, in fact, bundles of vines. And the third and final entry. Despite having legs, Tangrowth prefers to remain stationary, awaiting its next unsuspecting victim.
1: Mm, I'm stuck between the second one and the third one. The second one didn't feel right. It just felt written a little bit oddly. Um, But the third one's about legs, and I imagine that all of Tangrowth's (laughs) entries are about its arms. So I'm going to go with the third one?
0: Correct, you are right. That was the fake one. Well done, well done. Let's move on to the second Pokemon this week, Electrovire. Entry number one. Exposure to an unknown item forced this Pokemon to evolve. It It has to regularly expel excess electricity to prevent it causing deep burns to itself. The second entry. That went on a while. I thought that was was too. Second entry. The instant it presses the tips of its tails onto an opponent, it sends over 20,000 volts of electricity into the foe. The final entry. as um, As it electric charge amplifies, blue sparks begin to crackle between
1: its horns. Okay. Okay. Oh, he's stuck between all three. Please tell is, me is, he's stuck between is, all three. Is ele- to, I'm, I'm on a thing of Electivire. Does it still have horns? Ooh. I know. I know that Electabuzz does. It's got its little like giraffe horns. Hmm. But I thought Electivire lost those.
0: Oh, I'm yeah. I'm i because it's it just got now, like just a gorilla head. It has got a gorilla head. That's a very good way to. <laughs> to, <laughs> to I don't think Electivire
1: it. has horns. Okay. Go, go, for, the, go but, for that one then. But 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 if it doesn't have horns, you wouldn't have written about it having horns. Could you always write about things that it does have, but no Pokedex entry is brought up? Second
0: one. Okay, it's the first one. Is it? Yeah. Uh, okay. No, fair. And nice it's. It, I've just googled it. It has like two little ante- two tiny antenna on its head. Still. It?
1: Okay. Yeah. Which Interesting.
0: I, I've never noticed them before. It's always one of those things that the... Thing, oh because- yeah, no, it
1: does have its giraffe horns. So yeah,
0: it goes with those giraffe horns. So the third and final uh, Pokemon this week is Magmorta. Entry number one. With its twin cannons, it can launch magma blasts that reach 4,800 degrees Fahrenheit, turning its foes to ash. Entry number two. Use of a strange item caused this Pokemon to evolve. Fireballs launched from the ends of its tube-like arms are hot enough to melt an iron pot in an instant. And the third and final entry, they dwell in volcanic craters. According to what is known, a single pair of male and female Magmorta lives in one volcano.
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay, that last one feels like a Legends Arceus entry. The second one feels like the one that you read to come up with the first uh, for the fake one on the last one, which is why I'm going to go with the first one.
0: Correct. You are right. (laughs) But bizarrely, bizarrely, the second one was from Legends Arceus about using the item to evolve.
1: Uh, Okay. Interesting.
0: So, yeah. So so you got two out of three this week. Yeah. Well, well done. Well done. But of course, I have to try and beat you next week because you are, in fact, going to... uh, Come up with the three Pokemon, right?
1: Uh, sure. If you remind me,
0: I'll re- I'll remind you on Wednesday an hour before we do the podcast. Nothing that's like a do it. Of- <laughs> <laughs> nothing like a little bit of pressure. And that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you, Connor? Where can we find you?
1: You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget.
0: I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoen on Twitter. And before you go, yes, you trying to sneak off, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. And if you're watching on YouTube, then please leave a like. As always, it helps us to, you know, share our podcast, get it out there, reach new people. And we'll be back next Friday for another week. I've almost butchered that I'm not going to another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya!